Well, welcome to the Discipleship for the Decades podcast. I'm Jeremy, uh, one of the co-hosts with Karis. Hello. Good morning. And we are here with our special guest today, Heath Burchett. Welcome, Heath. So glad to have you. Founder, CEO, president, whatever letters we can put in front of him as the uh, watchman of the streets, uh, president, CEO. So... Is that right? I don't know. What's the official yeah, title? Chairman of the board. It, it, it sounds, you know, more glamorous than, yeah. <laughs> th- thanks for trying to pump me up and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, so um, yeah. Doing what I do. A lot of you <laughs> folks who know us, who are uh, have tuned in, uh, probably know Heath or recognize Heath. Um, but this is like your kind of first opportunity I've to get I've just heard the, about Heath yeah. really since I got here of, oh, you got to come to Watchmen. Oh, you got to meet Heath. So I told him I'm super excited to hear his story and to hear what God's doing with Watchmen. And I have a, I was in my sermon yesterday, I was sharing a little bit of my past with uh, those experiencing homeless and poverty and working at a coffee house for, for that kind of folks and, mm. and building relationships, which sounds like what you do. Plus yeah. more. So. so what is your connection to Bethel? And then how did that help launch Watchmen of the Streets, uh, for those who may not know what that story is. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on here. No, oh, absolutely. It's a privilege yeah. to be here. And, yeah. uh, you know, Bethel's dear to my heart. Um, obviously, I was on staff here for four and a half years uh, as uh, the youth pastor or family director of, of whatever I was, you know, but I work with youth like Jeremy. So, uh, anyway, um, four and a half great years. And uh, the neat thing and the connection with uh, Watchmen and Bethel is that Watchmen, this whole ministry that's really taken off, has launched through Bethel. So, I mean, there's no unconnecting Bethel with Watchmen of the Streets outreach for the homeless. And so, when I was a, the youth pastor here... Um, you know, I, I I used to live in Belize, and so I, I kind of came off the mission field, and and I love missions. I have a heart for missions, and uh, there, there's this part of me that was always kind of like when I came back to the states from being off the missions field is like, well, I just don't see the the poverty that I saw there, and. You know, you felt like you're meeting this great need every day, you know, living among the poor and all of that. And and so at the same time, I, I love, um, you know, just helping people to grow in their faith and working with teenagers. You know, I did some of that over there and and uh, sharing the word of God, even though, uh, you know, sometimes that scared me half to death, you know. Um, yep. But uh, anyway, so I, I came back and, and started thinking about, okay, well, I want some of those moments that I had over there, over here, and I want the teenagers to really get a hold and have a missional heart. And so uh, during the summer, we did, um, I think it was like just about every week, but we had certain days that we did missions. You know, so we would go and do, and, and I know you've done missions, Jeremy, and yeah. near near and dear to your heart. So, we you know, we help re- refugees and um we went to we went to prayer rooms and one of the things that we did was work with homeless and so we went to this place uh, at the time that was called the Free Store downtown Charlotte and uh, the youth led the the worship they did the the breakfast and they were just kind of dispersed and having conversation with some of the the our homeless neighbors in Charlotte and and so. Um, 
I tried to engage them in things that would touch and bless my life. You know, that things that would enrich me. Yeah. And then if I just did that, it also enriched their lives. So, you know, they, they had an awesome time and, and they were really truly touched and, you know, in tears and stuff. And then so was I. So, uh, out of that, I became really good friends with one of the guys, uh, at the, at the free store at the time. And so we exchanged phone numbers. And outside of the youth group, um, I had taken him out to lunch, and we just kind of connected. And then I took him back to his house, which his house was a tent. Mm. And uh, he had one of the nicest tent camps I've ever seen. I mean, it was immaculate. I mean, uh, he didn't, quote, look like he was homeless. You know, there's always that stereotype. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was dressed really, really nice, nicer than me. And he had his shirt tail tucked in and everything, had everything nicely organized. His camp looked like it was a campground. He had, he would rake, you know, rake things and he had floral arrangements and all kinds of stuff. But, you know, he still had needs. Um, you know, he had lost his home. Um, he, he had, it was taking care of his m- mother and his mother had passed. At one point, he was a, a CNA at the hospital. Um, and, and, you know, next thing, he, you know, he's out living in the woods. Yeah. Uh, he was very, very educated and, and had a lot going for him. And then through that, uh, I just started giving him some of the resources and helping him in different ways. And, and then I, th- I told some others about my relationship with him. And then he, he introduced me to some of his homeless friends and showed me where they lived. And I had no idea that this hidden community even existed. Yep. Um, because this is back in 2013. This is when this really all took place. Um, within, uh, you know, with Bethel and, and having the youth group involved and stuff. And so, uh, anyway, um, so I started seeing other people uh, in need that had way greater needs and stuff. And so people want to start donating and, and handing, giving, giving us items to hand out. And, and we were kind of skeptical to go into the woods and go into some of these places. And we didn't know what we were getting into. We didn't have a lot of people that actually wanted to go at the time. And, and the things have drastically changed now, you know, as to where yeah. it's, it feels safe. And we really have that relationship with those that we serve. And, but, um, so since we had a nonprofit since 2009, even though I was on staff here and, and, and we were still doing things in the country of Belize, uh, our board voted that we could make our mission worldwide, you know, okay. uh, and, and also help the homeless here. Yeah. And so uh, that way people could get tax write-offs and stuff like that. More people started joining and I started uh, developing more relationships with people that were way hidden back in the woods and... And really, that's that's how it all started. Um, it, it's a really cool thing to see how things have expanded into so many different areas, and more people are getting involved and being blessed on both sides. You know, yep. uh, those that are go that we serve, and those that go and serve. And so, uh, I mean, this whole thing uh, just it, it launched through taking some kids to do some missions work. You know, here at yep. Bethel and. Watch out if you're doing missions anywhere, uh, and, and be careful, you know, if you're on a church staff and you get too involved in missions because you might leave, you know. But <laughs> yep. So, Watchmen, a lot of people go, okay, I know that I can give t- tents, and I can give sleeping bags, and I can give canned foods, and that Heath's going to go pass them out, but it goes much deeper than just giving some, but that need is crucial. So can you explain yeah. that need of yeah. simple, basic 
living, right? Somebody needs a tent. I'm going to give it. But it's not just about that. It's about much more. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, people definitely, I mean, now the needs increased like quadrupled since 2013. I mean, uh, I remember things uh, in the newspaper, the Charlotte Observer saying we're going to end chronic homelessness by like 2016, 2017. And now it's gotten worse than, is that, than it ever has. So it's not hidden anymore. You know, um, there was just 200 people that, that were put up in, in a hotel or a motel and, and, and many, many motels and stuff are going up because of COVID and people have lost jobs and you, you just see tents all over the side of the interstate. They're not even hidden anymore. And so, um, the, the, the need is greatly increased. I mean, people need things to, to live with, you know, uh, just the elements out, out in the weather, you know, uh, whether it's, it's it's gonna it's gonna be heat. It's gonna be mosquitoes and floods. We've already had flooding, you know, and it was cold weather at one point. Um, and so people just need survival items that that uh, can't get into housing or uh, the shelters were are, are full or they choose not to go. Whatever it what whatever it is, um, new people are becoming homeless all the time, and so. Uh, people need basic necessities. Uh, you know, they they need things like a sleeping bag, a tent, um, uh, canned goods. Even though there's there's places you can go get meals. You know, sometimes, especially the people that don't live in community, because there's communities, and then there's people that live way out by themselves because they don't want to live in a in a yep. community. They don't feel safe that way. And so, um, there's a variety of needs with cook stoves and bug spray and. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Hygiene. I mean, anything that you need for, for survival. And so people really do need this. And we've, we've been in situations where people could have literally frozen to death, um, with, with hardly anything to keep them warm, uh, no place, crying, crying just to get a sleeping bag and a, and a pillow. Yep. And, you know, in Charlotte and, and our surrounding area. I mean, it's, it's unheard of. A lot of people wouldn't think that that we have that much need, but but there's there's a lot of people suffering on the streets, uh, and so it, it's really good to be able to go and to provide those needs. And and but the main thing is is, is to answer your question a little bit quicker is that um, you know it opens the door also for relationships, and I think that's one of the most powerful things for us is. We can we can continue to give you things that you need, um, but those relationships turn out to be the most powerful thing, not only for us, uh, for for them and for us, um, but once those relationships are built, then all of a sudden, okay, you know what whatever the the person that you meet its name is, you know, uh, Frank or let's just yeah. throw out a name, you know, um, then all of a sudden that. Y- you care about Frank, and 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 then when it's hot and when it's when it's freezing outside, you think about Frank, you yep. know, and, and you have a responsibility, and you you mm-hmm. want him to be okay, you know, and then it's that way for every person that you meet, and then not only that is is we build this trust and this relationship with people, and so the supplies, yes, they they meet a physical need, but uh, and, and that's very needed, but then it opens the door for those relationships, and then those relationships comes resources and people trusting to to want more and better for their lives. So once someone starts believing in them yep. and starts instilling hope in them, um, I mean, beautiful things happen. And we don't know who's going to come volunteer from week to week with us. And the cool thing is, is we've been out uh, and 
someone will say, you know, I need a job, I need Medicare, I'm sick, I, you know, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, there'll be somebody that God strategically placed on the team and will say, well, I can help you with that, or I can make a phone call for yep. you. And and people are getting hooked up. And, you know, and those some of those things, I mean, they don't cost anything, you know? And it's like, wow, if we came together as a community and we all pulled together our resources— I mean, so that people would have so much help, you know. Yeah. And so it's a, it's just a beautiful thing. Oh yeah. Do you have a um, story, one that sticks out, just of transformation, something that you go, okay, this was this was a direct result of God's work in this person and in this ministry, and I don't know. I know you didn't. Yeah. I didn't prep you for that one, but no, that's good. So I'm, I'm used to it. So. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know, l- narrowing it down, you know, is, is kind of difficult. But yeah, several stories. Um, one was just on um, the news uh, about a, a couple that that we have been uh, servicing since 2013. So they were they were homeless in a in a tent for a long time. He has uh, leukemia, and um, they've been in an apartment for about three and a half years. So um, I think it was through the Shelter Care Plus program that they were able, able to get housing. And and we worked with uh, with Urban Ministries, which is now a roof above. We were able to to make that connection with them to start that relationship in the process. And then finally, the, you know, they had gotten approved. And and so they, they moved in. And and then, you know, it's um, it's it's hard. Even once you get approved for like some government assistance or housing or whatever, you know, that transition after you've been chronically homeless or homeless for so long um, and, and getting back on your feet and, and, and paying bills. And so even when there's a, a place pro- provided for free, uh, then, then what are you going to do? Um, yeah, there are o- other organizations, but there's a lot of red tape and stuff. And then really, they, people need a life coach to continue with them as they go off the streets. You can't just throw somebody in an apartment or a condo and say, okay, you're good now. Yep. You know? It yep. doesn't work like that. And so um, w- we were so happy for our friends. And then what happened was is, I mean, they're, they're in their place for two weeks without, I mean, they're, they're just on the floor. Yeah, I mean they don't they don't have they don't have any furniture. I mean they need everything, yep. you know. Um, and then you know th- all that stuff was supposed to come through uh, through some resources uh, that they had applied for, and and it didn't. And so we put out a plea on Facebook, and they started getting all kinds of cool stuff. And then then uh, you know we we took it to their house and delivered it all, and they they had a whole house full of stuff, you know. Yep. You know, and and again, um, that's that's not anything that that cost us any money. It was just community coming together to provide TVs and kitchen supplies and, and yep. things like that. And and so, uh, you know, they're definitely a success, a success story because they've been able to stay and maintain in the same place for, for quite some time. A lot of times we see people that get housing, and as soon as they get housing, they're back on the street before you know it because there's some kind of something didn't work out or there was a violation of some type or whatever. Um, but they've really done well. Um, and then they had the hardship of getting around and transportation, even though they had a place. Yep. That's the next struggle. And then we had a donor that donated a car. And so Watchman was uh, able to deliver the car to them and um, uh, just take them to get their license and stuff like that. And 
And it's much needed because he was walking. My friend with leukemia, he was walking to his chemo an hour and a half and then like feeling like he wants to crawl back home. And so, uh, you know, they have transportation. They have uh, they have some uh, disability coming in. And I mean, things are looking up for him. You know, there's another guy that when we first met, his name is Eric. Um, he was on one of our videos and, and he was like, you know, Watchmen of the Street saved my life. Well, no, we didn't. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I don't say we did, you know, God did. Uh, and, and his, his decision, his response, his response to what was offered, that, that, his, his will and all of that. I mean, all, all of that played a role. But, you know, he, he, he said, uh, you know, I got I go to church now. I got a job now. You know, and all of this stuff. You know, he yep. attributes to Watchmen, but but really, what it was is we just met him when he had nothing, and he was down on his luck, and he was, you know, not. Uh, he was just laid up in the woods, you know, with a lot of need and and uh, just a lot of hurt and a lot of things going on in his life, and and we just kept going back to him, you know, and and developing that relationship with him and and encouraging him and stuff and. And then finally, he ended up getting sober and going into uh, a program. And then the next thing I know, he he's got one of his old jobs back, but he didn't come back as uh, as a worker. He he was actually given a management position. Oh. And then and then so he got a company truck, and and then he ended up getting a place, and then he ended up getting married, and then he ended up going back and helping others on the streets and taking them out to lunch and stuff. I mean, it's so wow. cool. Yeah, you know, and so, that's the success story that you just go. Okay, not only did they yeah. achieve, but then there's this heart transformation of they know where they've been, and so they want to impart. Hey, I want to, I want to give you hope. Like I want you to, that hope can keep breeding, right? It can yeah. just yeah. reproduce. Well, yeah. and the relationship piece is what uh, what it struck me because uh, when I saw the news story about the couple that you posted on Facebook recently, my very first time out at Watchmen, I remember going to visit them um, early on. Oh yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, I remembered <laughs> them, right? I had that small but somewhat yeah. remembered relationship, right? And I go, this is so cool to see that story of where they were and what I remember it looking like compared to yeah. to where they are now. And that's what people, yeah. we can be God sightings for people. And that's a word that we use around here at Bethel a lot. Um, and, and it doesn't, to your point, it doesn't take much. Sometimes it's just a connection or a relationship. What's it like for people to be that God sighting? Or what's it like for you to be that God sighting for some of our homeless neighbors that are out there when you go out week, you know, every other week yeah. um, down in Charlotte? So that's a, yeah, that's a really interesting question because I, I don't, I, I guess I don't really think about myself being a God sighting, you know, it's like, this sounds pretty awesome, right? But, uh, but I guess in some ways, you're too humble. I guess but, in some ways you are, oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, because you have Christ in you and that's the God sighting, you yep. know, that that's what they're seeing. Yeah. Um, of course, they've seen other sides of me too, but but anyway, um, yeah, no, it feels good, you know, um, because we have those relationships to where literally they feel like Watchmen is a part of their family, and we feel like we have a street family, you know, mm-hmm. our, they're friends on the streets. The only thing is we have a house, and they don't have a house, you know, but we have a lot of things in common too, you know, we we share a lot of the same hurts and fears and all of that kind of stuff, and and so when we yell out Watchmen of the Streets in the middle of the night, and, and people smile and watchmen you know and then they come out and they give us big hugs and stuff you know it it feels good you know they know their love they know they're 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 
cared for. Um, you know, uh, some people uh, may not ask for prayer or want prayer, but others won't let us leave without praying for them, you know? And so uh, just to be able to, oh, wow, I needed that, or and I, and I needed this too, you know, and, and the items too. I mean, it's uh, it, it's a wonderful and a beautiful thing. So um, just being able to meet those needs and stuff, you, you can see where people uh, might see Watchmen, and or, or or yourself as as a God sighting to them, you know, yeah. it's uh, it's it's a it's a blessing from God. You know, you are a blessing from God as you go and you serve. Uh, but then, you know, we, we we see God in our homeless neighbors all the time. Um, How many times do you get do you get prayed for? Does the team get prayed for yeah, by one yeah, of that, the homeless neighbors? That happens a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that happens a lot. And 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 a lot of our homeless neighbors, they don't just say, "Okay, let me say a prayer for you." I mean, they're passionate. They mean it, and and they get you know they get into their prayer for us, and so you can tell it's sincere, sincere yeah. and heartfelt, and and that that blesses us so much. And 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 again, we. We learn how to be more grateful. We learn how to be more thankful. They're going through all these hardships, and yet they're like, but I thank God for the breath that I breathe. I, I thank God for another day. You know, I know that my God is watching after me. And you're thinking, man, I just complained about this or that or my struggles, you know, and, and like, wow. You know, it, but so it's cool because we end up getting blessed. You know, we end up getting purpose. They get a need met. We need to get a need met. You know, so we see God in them. They see God in us. We're having this God sighting, but the real God sighting happens when our worlds collide and community is built, and then all of a sudden, that's the God sighting, mm-hmm. because that's what the body of Christ should look like. Yep. That is the body of Christ, mm-hmm. you know? And and there's too much separation between and us and them, you know, and and that that could go for anything, not just homeless or not homeless or whatever. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, I mean, God's God's all over the the ministry and the outreach and and the whole shouldn't even say the concept, just the reality of uh, community and people's lives coming together from all different places. You know, we even have, you know, whether it's business. Uh, the business person or uh, someone that, you know, people from different denominations and churches and people that don't even go to church that go out and help us, like, for humanitarian reasons. And they just care about legit our homeless neighbors. And to see them even get emotional and get closer to God through, you know, it's not always us going to share the love of Christ and and to, to, to necessarily convert someone else, you know, uh, but it's also people going out with us that are really getting touched and blessed. Yeah. Well, um, it is easy to fill up our time. Uh, we're kind of coming to a close. Uh, how has Watchmen directly impact uh, your walk with Christ? Like this ministry that you've birthed and, and getting to go out and help the homeless neighbors, where have, have you seen a direct impact on your walk um, or of some of the people that come to help their kind of walk? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know where to start. You know, that's, uh, uh, I mean, it's life changing. And, and, and that's really encouraging for me to hear. Um, first of all, it's life changing to me. Uh, I do it. There's nothing else I'd rather do. It's, it's, it's a passion of mine. And I, I believe that, uh, God definitely has a heart for the poor and the needy and that he blesses those that, that also help those in need. And then, uh, the, 
people that would never had thought that they would ever get involved in homeless ministry or they felt uncomfortable with it, uh, I mean, has radically changed their lives. And now they, they have friends that are experiencing homeless and they have stories that have changed their lives. And to, to hear their testimonies of whatever it did in their life, it drew them closer to God in many ways. Um, yeah. They expanded their prayer life because they may, might not have ever prayed for anybody before. And then now they have the opportunity to do so. I mean, it just the list goes on and on, you know. And um, so I think that we're always learning and growing and getting blessed, and God is always doing something new in our lives as we go out, and and we're missional. You know, we're fleshing our faith out and doing what God's called us to do, if that even answered the question. No, I I don't (laughs) know. Well, that ties directly into uh, a lot of what we're talking about in the next several weeks with Moving, let's yeah, get moving. Let's get moving is our new yeah. sermon series. So nice. Yeah. A great way to get moving would be to go on a, a bi weekly Watchman outing in Charlotte, move your legs, help some homeless neighbors. When do you go, Heath? What do these people, what do yeah. folks need to know? Yeah, so um, the first and third Tuesday of every single month in Charlotte at Mission Gathering Church, uh, which is uh, uh, what is it, East 15th Street in Charlotte um, at 5.45 p.m. Uh, Anybody can just show up and and be a part of it. And then also every second Saturday at 1 p.m. at the Aldi, in the Aldi parking lot in Statesville. Uh, People can come out and serve in Statesville. And then you can always uh, just go on the Facebook page or uh, at going to the, the text program or whatever, and there's opportunities to serve in other places like Hickory and stuff, or or even when Winston-Salem with my dad, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, if you uh, guys are like, hey, I can, can donate some physical items, Bethel's always a good drop-off location. We can always get those things to Heath. Um, we'll also link in the uh, show description um, the website for Watchmen, um, which would have a donate button there if you uh, want to help that way as well. So it's just great to have you on, Heath. Yeah, um, thank you. We've been trying thanks to work this out for a few yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's awesome. So thanks for joining us uh, for this episode of Discipleship for the Decades. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.